Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good morning, afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the kickoff edition uh, of the Eagle Hour for the week. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Kelly's with us uh, to start things off today as well. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great place to enjoy great food. Seven days a week right here in Hattiesburg or in a community near you. You can enjoy it through the drive-thru. You can have it home delivered or you can dine in the dining room. But however you choose your barbecue, just be sure you choose Dickies. All right, uh, Jack Duggan will be joining us a little later in the program. Next segment to update us on the situation at Southern Miss. Of course, the Golden Eagles not playing this weekend. Uh, the game uh, canceled uh, because of COVID-19. And, guys, we were talking before we came on the air, and uh, we're hearing reports that uh, the the team would have been under 50 scholarship players uh, because of COVID had they tried to play. Is that what uh, I heard you guys say correctly? Guys? Yeah, no, I, I thought Luke was going to take that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, and, and it's just coming, you know, of light today that, uh, that Southern Miss and, and – one position was completely, I'm not sure which one, but one position was completely wiped out by COVID. So um, they would have had to put somebody in that position that's never even practiced there before. So it was just as well that the game get, uh, get, you know, get postponed. And, of course, that leads to the question, how are they going to be this week as they head over to Lynchburg, Virginia, to potentially face an, an undefeated uh, Liberty Flames team? Uh, it's really unbelievable. Rice has yet to play a game. Florida Atlantic has played only one game. Uh, let's see. Florida International has played only two games. And we are week seven or eight into the football season. It's uh, been a very difficult situation. Kelly, you were saying before we went on there, too, Florida's already canceled their game in the SEC for this upcoming weekend. That's right. Dan Mullen, uh, of course, the coach, former Mississippi State coach, now the head coach at Florida. He has tested positive for COVID, and they have completely shut down football operations for two weeks at, uh, at the University of Florida. So um, not good news there. There are two Conference USA games scheduled for Friday night, uh, albeit they're not playing each other. But uh, Florida International will be playing Jacksonville State uh, of the Ohio Valley. That game is scheduled to be at FIU. And then Louisiana, the uh, Raging Cajuns are also uh, there from the Sun Belt. And they are playing, oh gosh, it's right on the tip of my tongue, but it's another Conference USA team that's uh, scheduled to be at home on Friday, and I'm UAB. sure that's a makeup. UAB, thank you. And that's a, that's a makeup from uh, earlier this year. Lou, give us so. some good news. Well, I mean, just to kind of recap some of the press conference today, and in and, and third segment today we'll have uh, Scotty Walden's quotes uh, from this week. But, yeah, like you said, uh, roughly around 50 scholarship players, maybe a tad under that, would have been available. 
hearing from the press conference that uh, around 20 players were affected. Now, not all those are like COVID positive tests, and what people forget about is this contact tracing. So, if you got somebody that tests positive on, uh, you know, in a position or or in a, a con- say you got an O lineman that that tests positive, well, everybody that was within certain amount of feet of him, you know, that's contact tracing. And even if they test negative uh, to begin with or they're asymptomatic, then you know, you still got to hold them out. And so that's, as Kelly said, what we're hearing is that, you know, there was a significant uh, position uh, that was affected by this. And, you know, they really didn't even really hear, they didn't really know until Friday. I mean, I've even heard reports, uh, you know, they were close to leaving and, uh, you know, they had to shut everything down. So, yeah, it's it's just tough to look at it. Uh, Scotty Walden did say that, that they expect to get uh, some players back this week, that they expect to get some injured players back this week. So all that's good news. Uh, what's not good news is that Liberty is 5-0, and and they just yeah, beat right. ACC Syracuse on the road. Uh, but, you know, I think the, the early lines have come out, and I think the Eagles are right now a 10.5-point underdog. Um, and again, I think there's somebody that's a Southern Miss alum that sets those lines because the Eagles sure <laughs> look good every <laughs> single week when those original lines come out. But it, but it is another thing where, uh, you know, you're not going back and you're not breaking down, um, UTEP tape. And so it does give you a few extra days to prepare for Liberty. I guess that's the most positive thing. Uh, guys, I don't know that there's ever been a time where Southern Miss has played against a coach whose name uh, is is surfacing right and left as potentially the next head coach at Southern Miss, be what that may, uh, you know, how accurate that is. But uh, it sure sets up an interesting dynamic. And uh, I'll tell you both, guys, I watched about half of that Liberty game uh, Saturday, and the Golden Eagles are going to have a double handful because Hugh Freeze, like him or love him, he can coach Kelly Santer, and that is a pretty good football team. And one of the things, one of the things that would – that that would be appealing, you would think, to him to a potential return to Hattiesburg would be the fact that his, he's a Southern Miss grad and his wife has extensive roots here in Mississippi. Um, so at some point, you know, you, you get to a point where money maybe necessarily is not, you know, doesn't, it isn't everything, you know, that uh, quality of life and being closer to loved ones. So that's a potential drawing card. But again, it's, it's a real awkward situation because we, we certainly want Scotty Walden and the Eagles to win every single game the rest of the year. Um, we hope that the, it would be a slam dunk to take the interim tag off of Scotty Walden. Um, so it is kind of, you know, but, but I, your point is certainly well taken, Bob. Yeah, that would, that would, that's certainly a name that comes up in every discussion. Have you ever heard of this before, Luke? I don't think it's ever occurred. Yeah, it's just a unique situation. You see, Liberty is you know kind of tumultuous right now with with Jerry Falwell Jr. stepping down as the president. He's the guy that hired Hugh Freeze. Liberty is still independent, and so in a normal year, you gotta you wonder how what are their bold you know chances like. That's really all they play for. They can't rack up championship games. On the other hand, Liberty has outstanding facilities. They have uh, some facilities that are even better than some Power Five programs. Hugh Freeze is making Power Five money up there, uh, close to two million dollars. And so, again, I'm, I'm thankful that it's still October, uh, and I'm thankful that Scotty Walden has two more games in October against one of those is against Rice. So will that game happen? But I, I said it last week, guys, it, it's tough because, I mean, let's be honest, if you're Scotty Walden, you're, you're, in a, you're interviewing for a job. I mean, you're putting out a product every single uh, week on the field, and you want to win football games. 
and people that want this coaching staff to be retained uh, and to see what they do going forward, they, they lose out on, on two weeks in a row. And you've got to remember, we're, uh, what to say, the 19th, we, we're 12 days from November. And November is where, if you're going to hire a new coach, that's where the conversations really start ramping up. And that, because you got to hire somebody in early December. I think it does help Southern Miss that conference uh, championship games have been pushed back. You know, you, you look at what even the Power Five groups, uh, when their championship games are going to be pushed back, and they're going to be pushed back into later in December, and so everybody's still concentrating on, you know, games on the field and trying to win in their conference. That that helps. I think, Scotty, losing the two weeks to put out uh, a product on the field is going – he's going to be made up – he's, you know, going to make it up, and he's going to be able to do that. But, but yeah, all the way around, man, it's just – it, it just is 2020 in a nutshell, I guess. Right. And I'll tell you who's – Who's sweating bullets right now are officials from the MAC and you know the and the Big Ten and and the Pac-12 because they waited, you know, and to start their seasons till this coming weekend. And what's the COVID news all around the country? Here we go, another another uptick, a big uptick in um, in COVID cases. So just as the, you know they're getting their season started, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, they might have to turn right back around and shut it down again, man. This is just crazy. Yeah, and it uh, doesn't seem to be getting any better. Uh, UAB beat Western Kentucky this weekend 37-14. to Army beat Texas San Antonio 28-16. North Texas 52, Middle Tennessee 35, Marshall 35, Louisiana Tech 17. Uh, Kelly, it appears to be the two best teams right now in the league, hands down Marshall and UAB. Yeah, in fact, Marshall's playing so well that they are now ranked 22nd in the country in the latest AP poll. Uh, the Thundering Herd playing well, again, ranked 22nd, the only Conference USA team in the top 25, probably to no one's surprise. But, yeah, UAB, uh, I, was, I was surprised at how well North Texas played against Middle Tennessee. Uh, we all thought that, that North Texas would lose that game, but they went in there and, uh, and just played you know, terrific football compared to what Middle Tennessee you know, played and and UTSA. You know, a, a a good stalwart performance against Army wasn't enough to beat the Knights, but but uh, a good the, the, they can compete. I think the Roadrunners are proving to themselves that they that they can compete at just about any level. Yeah, no question. Uh, I feel kind of sorry for them. Uh, they're they're losing games, but boy, they they certainly have been competitive uh, in each and every game. All right, we're going to be talking to Jack Duggan here in just a couple of minutes about uh, what may be in store this weekend for the Golden Eagles, and also we'll catch back up with more of Conference USA and some some NFL start as well. Eagle Hour continues on a Monday. Appreciate you being with us, and uh, we'll be right back. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Kelly Center will be rejoining us a little later in the program. If you're looking for some Southern Miss swag for your house, for your car, for yourself, you know where to go. Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. They're open six days a week right across the street from the Southern Miss campus. If you prefer to shop online, you can go to campusbookmart.net and they will deliver it right to your front door. But uh, however you choose to buy it, there's no better selection, bigger selection anywhere than at Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. Jack Duggan is the Sports Information Director for Southern Miss. He and all SIs around the country have their hands full this year, uh, more so than ever. Uh, Jack, can you kind of run us through the time scenarios of, of when everything occurred uh, this past week that uh, ended up uh, with us not being able to uh, to play the football game? Well, just uh, you know, Friday morning. Um, you know, I know they, they were testing every day last week, and, you know, Friday morning, you know, it's just, it was. I was told to me that uh, that we weren't going, and so to have a release prepared, and so that's kind of the first. That was the first uh, uh, knowledge that I had of it. You know, I, you know, we were prepared to to, to go to El Paso and and uh, you know play, but you know, unfortunately, in the in the year of COVID, <laughs> these things these things seem to happen. Right. Uh, right. What are you going to do? Well, there's nothing you can do. And I, I'm sure you're not involved in this end of it, but it just occurred to me, you know, there's so many there's so many elements involved in this. You know, you've got airplanes chartered. You've got hotel rooms reserved. I'm sure you've got me, not you personally, but you've got meals planned. There's so many factors that go into traveling that many uh, people from one location to another. Boy, there's a ripple effect in there, Jack, and there's a heck of a economic ripple effect around the country from all of this well it, well it, it is i mean it's uh you know uh college football is, is 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 a big business i mean it is you know there's 130 or so you know football bowl subdivision teams and and when when those don't when some of those don't play that means wherever they were supposed to go there's money being lost you know in somebody's home community especially you know, one of those college towns that that kind of, you know, sort of not expect, but but you know, make their living on on college football Saturdays, and so it's it's tough. It's a tough deal, man. It's you know, economically, uh, you know, in a lot of areas, you know, in our country, we've been we've been hurt, and this this is another one, unfortunately. There's no question. You can look right here in Hattiesburg, and uh, you know, in a normal year. When you have home football games and you've got families coming in from all over the area, you know, different states, North Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, they come in here, they stay in hotels, they shop at places like Campus Bookmark the day of the game, they eat in restaurants, uh, they enjoy themselves out on the campus and visit the bookstores, buy tickets, and man, oh man, I, we, when you add it up, uh, COVID-19. Well, well, you know, you don't, don't fool yourself, it's it's. It's it, it's it's not just a football game. It's it's more to it than that. And and you know it's 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 the reason why it's the biggest event every Saturday for for 15 weeks. You know during the fall. I mean it's mm-hmm. just it is a huge huge deal. And a lot of people, you know, even outside athletic departments and local businesses are affected. And and every little college community that that has you know that that supports or sponsors college football it's just it's just kind of that's part of our fabric yeah no, no question Luke get in here in the conversation with uh, the old left-hander Jack Duggan 
Jack, off air, uh, we asked you what new was going on, and you said we have a, a football game scheduled for this weekend, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Uh, a pretty unique situation. Um, I can't remember another time where the opposing head coach was a, an alum of Southern Miss. Hugh Freeze, of course, graduated with a math degree from Southern Miss. Didn't play college football. Actually played college baseball. And uh, I, I think it's pretty interesting going up to Liberty, a, a team that has only been in the FBS for three years. They're 5-0 and to start this year. Uh, I, I think Golden Eagle fans look forward to this, and, and Liberty's coming back in, in 2022. So this could be a, uh, the beginning of an exciting two-game series with Liberty Flames. Well, I think so. And, uh, you know, from, from the uh, research that I did, I think this is going to be the first time that uh, that Coach Freeze has faced uh, Southern Miss is, as an opposing coach, at least, you know, just kind of scanning through his resume, uh, you know, a, a day or so ago, uh, looking through it. And uh, uh, so, uh, you know, that's, I guess, probably a pretty cool deal for him, uh, getting to play his own liner. Uh, you know, us uh, getting to go and, and, and play in a new venue, I think this is this is the 72nd different FBS team that we will have played in our history, our current FBS team. So, so that's kind of cool. You know, get to play somebody new, somewhere new. Uh, you know, only this will only be the, what the third time in uh, the last ten years we, we would have played in the state of Virginia. Uh, if y'all remember, we beat Virginia back in 2011, and then dropped uh, dropped the game at Old Dominion, who's a league foe. Um, you know, I think back in 2016. So, you know, it's not a, it's not a state that we get to go and play very often. Uh, but uh, in fact, I think we're we've played in the state of Virginia 14 times uh, in our history. So, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun for the players, and uh, you'll get a chance to, to to get back on the field the first time in three weeks. I think is the most important part. You're absolutely right about Hugh Freeze. Uh, you know, this will be the first time he's coached against Southern Miss because the team in Oxford after they instituted that new dodgeball program, will not schedule the uh, the Eagles for, for anything in, in the world. So just want to affirm you in that, Jack, that uh, no way did Ole Miss play, a, play us when, when he freeze. What, and, and both stints, we should say, when when he is uh, when he's coaching up there. Hey, this is a sidetrack off of it, but how cool was it for you yesterday to see DeMichael Harris catching two passes for the Colts? That was great. I mean, it's uh... – Heck, heck, I think he actually got three, didn't he? He might have gotten wow. three, but you know, just seeing, just seeing one of our former guys, uh, uh, you know, in the stat sheet, and uh, it's just, it's always cool to see that. And you know, I, I don't know if you had a chance to kind of get to know to Mike a little bit, but uh, was always great to be around when he was here. And you know, when, when we when he did interviews, always had a smile on his face. And boy, what a talented young man to. Uh, well, that, I, I go back to that uh, that kick return he had at Louisiana Tech to start the year last year, and just uh, boy, he was quick. And and but uh, we're certainly happy for him, and 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 happy, uh, and hope that it's a long a long uh, stay for him in Indianapolis. So, Jack, do you get the chance much to talk to your uh, associate uh, SIs around the league, and uh, you know, if so, what what is the conversation this year? This has to be. This has to. You guys are always busy. I mean, you work a lot. You probably work more in a week than I work in two or three. Uh, but this year, even worse, even more so than normal. Am I am I right or wrong about that? Well, actually, Bob, it, 
you know, when you don't play games. I guess maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm looking at I it mean, the wrong way, right? You know, I I mean, I've had the last two Saturdays off. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you the last time I had two Saturdays off in the fall. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you, I mean that's, that's kind of the weird – that's the weird parameter of the whole thing. I mean, but, but, uh, you know, I, I have spoken to several, you know, of, of my colleagues around the country and, you know, some are playing, some are not yet. And, uh, just, you know, what, what they're up to and, and, and how, how are you, how are you handling everything? And, and, you know, that's kind of been the biggest thing is how are you handling because we all, you know, we all have different restrictions. We all have different uh, parameters that we have to work through, and and uh, so you know, you you try to you try to come up with the best plan that you can for your, for your own institution, and you know, you look for you look for um, ideas or, or ways to, to make things easier. And, right. Uh, right. You know, that's kind of been the biggest conversation, and then and then it's and then it might be. Can you believe what happened? You know, mm-hmm. something like that. And, and then you, you, you talk to each other about, you know, just, just about the crazy times that, that we're all going through right now. No question. I guess the guys at Rice have had absolutely nothing to do because they haven't no, played they, a game. They, they, they haven't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've got, I got a couple of emails from their SID last, last, uh, last week, you know, just kind of, you know, as he gets ready to start his season, you know, just some, some, just some kind of that, some housekeeping things that, that, you know, he wanted to know, and and so you, you you try to best help any way that you can, you know, for a for a league colleague, and and you know, you hope things go smoothly for them. Well, Jack, I remain optimistic that we're all going to be sitting at the Pete here in uh, late February, early March, and talking about how effective the vaccine has been and how wonderful it is to be able to sit down and enjoy an athletic event without the word COVID coming up at some point during the day. Are you in I on that agree. One? And, you know, from last week, you know, you were you were evidently dubbed the COVID czar. Right. So I'm, you're the one that's got to get things going. I'm working on it, Jack, and uh, you're going to be the first guy I let know. We're going to experiment with the uh, vaccine that I'm working on at my house on you. And I, I should okay, have it fair. ready within a week or so. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I may, and if it works, I'm going to change your name from Getty to Getty. <laughs> All right. Jack Duggan, everybody, the old left-hander. Always a pleasure and always fun. Thank you, Jack. All right, guys. Take care. Always good to have uh, Jack on the show. All right. When we come back, Kelly rejoins us. Talk a little NFL football, a little more about Liberty. Lou's going to have to elaborate. I had no idea that Hugh Freeze played baseball for the Golden Eagles. I want to clarify that when we come back. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. Always great having the old left-hander, Jack Duggan, on the Eagle Hour. Appreciate his time in that second segment. Third segment brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. You know about it, the home of the 895 lunch every single day. World Series coming up. They'll have it on the TVs, uh, Monday Night Football on the TVs at 4th Street Bar 
and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Not that much really to talk about uh, in Scotty Walden's press conference today other than COVID-19. But, again, the coach kind of lays out uh, some some of the things uh, about what uh, what was going on, um, you know, and, and why the Eagles got into this situation and and how they responded to it. And and a little later in this clip, you'll kind of hear some of the specifics about what they were facing. So this is a head, interim head coach Scotty Walden from his press conference earlier today. Safety of our players and the safety of our staff and the safety of um, you know just everybody in this program is going to come first. And uh, you know when it gets to a point to where. You know, we have to make sure that that's that that that's that's number one at the forefront of everything we do, and uh, you know we had to make a decision. So uh, again, not going to get into the specifics on um, you know individuals and things of that nature as I've discussed before, but just to kind of give you guys some insight to to where we were. And now, keep in mind before I I, I kind of go through some of this stuff with you, just to preface this, um, realize that uh, every single person that would be you know out for the game right uh, last Saturday. Um, would not necessarily be a positive test, right? There's there's also contact tracing, as we've learned through this deal, to where uh, there would be multiple uh, people affected by that one positive test uh, that, that that somebody's around. So understand that, uh, you know, because we would we would have been out, uh, you know, about 20-plus 20, 20 players would have been affected in this game. Um, and that would be all different positions, obviously. And uh, But that would not be, again, please understand that is not, 20 positive tests that's that's contact tracing involved in that you know one guy gets and this this thing that you know is everybody's battling with everybody's dealing with this um when one person gets it 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 can spread like wildfire in terms of knocking players out you know it's not necessarily that um you know so and so has infected these people well he's been around these people he's been um you know he might it might be a roommate it might be something like that so you know you you fall into that's where your numbers really begin to get hurt um we would have probably played the game uh if we would have played the game saturday we would have uh played the game with about 44 to 45 scholarship players um on the field um and you know i can tell you from a mindset standpoint every single one of them you know wanted to play and every person administrated in this building we did everything we could to play but at, at some point guys we got to be smart and understand the safety of our kids and our coaches is, is paramount uh and that also ties in with uh you know, and this is another thing to realize is, you know, COVID doesn't disqualify anybody, right? You know, we've seen the president infected. We've said Nick Saban, you know, I know he had his false uh, PCR, but we've seen multiple people, uh, whether it's coaches or players infected with this. And so we've also had num- numerous amounts of support staff members. Um, you know, our full-time staff is good, but uh, we've had numerous support staff members that have, uh, again, it goes back just like the players, uh, a few a few test positive, well, it knocks out. You know, several people. So we would have went. That, we would have went to that game. Um, you know, really shorthanded in terms of uh, you know just uh, from a coaching standpoint. You know, uh, which you know doesn't bother me. I'm a small college guy anyway, so I, I'm used to wearing a million different hats. And um, you know, our coaching staff bucked up. We had responsibility, shared, ready to roll. But um, again, guys, it just got. It just gets to a point to where. Um, you know, uh, the, the safety is the number one thing. And we're not going to put our if, – if any – and I told our players this uh, at the beginning of the year, that it, with this COVID stuff, at any point that our doctors and our medical staff feel like um, that it is unsafe to play, then we're not playing. It's some- so, Scotty Walden saying that, that's some uh, – it was actually lower, Bob, than what we thought. I mean, he's saying 44 or 45 scholarship players. And Coach Walden, uh, other kind of hinting at the fact that – 
the the main coaching staff was okay, but there were some other possible coaches or uh, support staff that would have been out for this game also. And Scotty's talking like he would have had to, to wear multiple hats during the game. There's just no way that you can take a trip to El Paso, Texas, and, no. and play a conference game when it was like that. No, and look, this weekend, guys, I, I saw some stuff on social media. Take it for what it's worth. But uh, but one post uh, made the comment, well, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are playing while we're cowering at home afraid of COVID-19, which is no worse than seasonal flu. Kelly Sander, you're a man that's experienced COVID-19. That's just a ridiculous statement, is it not? Uh, It's no joke, Bob. Uh, Now, again, younger people don't seem to have as as big a problem with it as older people. Um, And people who are in better shape, which younger people tend to be, seem to be able to brush it off. You know, so you don't know where those comments are coming from. But, uh, yeah, ask anybody that's had it or somebody that has lost somebody to it. And we're getting to the point now where we're far enough along in this pandemic that you can probably everybody you know has either had it or knows somebody that has had it or has known somebody that's died from it. I mean, it's that extensive now. So, yeah, it's... um, Yeah. Yeah, no joke. Luke Johnson, here's the bottom line with what you just heard from Coach Walden and and what we know about the university. They're going to put the safety of the, yes, players, but you heard them say coaches, you heard them say staff. Some of the, all those guys aren't 20 years old. You know, they're going to put the safety of these people ahead of whether or not we play a college football game. And that's the way it should be. And that's, yeah, and that's where. Everybody else. I mean, okay. So as bad as okay, just give give common sense a, a decent place here. Fan out there griping that we didn't go to UTEP. Don't you think that Scotty Walden and every coach and every player think about how much you want them to play? Think about how much more they want to play. So shut up. <laughs> quit quit criticizing and saying that they're cowering in fear. Whoever you are out there. There's no place for that. And by the way, Mississippi State and Ole Miss didn't play for three weeks while we were lining up on the field. So there's no place for the idiocy of, of comments like that. Okay. If you also remember that your your the money that you give is not just to put these kids on the field. It is to for their their life and for their lifestyle and their betterment. And Southern Miss is responsible for these kids. Moms and dads and grandmas and aunts and uncles ship their kids off to Hattiesburg and expect Scotty Walden and the other people in charge to take care of them while they're there. So whoever you are out there in the ether space that's too scared to actually go in the athletic department and whine so you hide behind a keyboard, just be quiet and just be thankful that we've got five games in this year. You know, when you look at the conference situation, though, you guys, I mean, they've obviously scheduled a championship game for the conference, but what are they going to do if they get down to the end of the year and Rice has played two games and they're 2-0? It's <laughs> hypothetical, of course. I, I, just saying, I hope that happens. I think that would really be cool. <laughs> you know, Rice is 2-0 and and they might be playing, you know, Marshall that, that's 7-4. Uh, and four. That, Again, that's not likely to happen either. But I'm saying, how are they going to do all this? Because obviously there's going to be unequal number of games played by all of these different teams. So this, you know, this COVID-19 as far as determining a champion is because the Southern Miss UTEP game has already fallen victim to this. 
You know, so I mean, it's it's just a mess. That's a great now. point. You got let you, the let the social media keyboard geniuses figure it out. There you Gilly, go, because they know everything. We've got Texas San Antonio that has played six games. Louisiana Tech, UAB have played five games. USM has played four. North Texas has played five. Rice has played zero games. Over in the East, Marshall has played four games. Uh, Florida Atlantic has played one game. H- how do you sort it out? What do you do at the end of the year? How do you sort that out? So I know that Rice will be will be screaming that they deserve a shot at the national championship being undefeated. Right, you know? right. Um, no, I, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. Are you saying that things are so out of whack this year that even Mississippi State could – well, no, never mind. I'm um, – Things aren't yeah, that let's, bad. Let's, 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 let's not, not let's not get yeah. things stretched out of stretched out of proportion. Here. But it's a mess. It's, no, it's darn sure. No, in all mess. seriousness, it, it it very much is a mess, guys. I'm gonna bring up something else to you again. I tried again this weekend to watch some NFL football, but it's just too weird. It's just well, no, too weird with no fans. Well, no, you're just trying to watch the Redskins. Uh, oh, excuse me, the Washington football yes. game. Uh, you, you've just insulted me, I want you to know. That's an offensive <laughs> name, and I don't appreciate hearing it on the Well, I, I tried to take it back, uh, you know, <laughs> right, right after. Did you know the Redskins uh, went for two yesterday to um, to win the game? Uh, at the end, I, I guess they had no confidence that they could win it in overtime. And, of course, they didn't make it. So uh, they gave the Giants the first win of the year. It's pitiful. It's but the way, those two, the way those two teams have played, I'm surprised it didn't end up in a tie. It's just pitiful. That actually <laughs> you know, happened with our two teams a few years ago, Kelly. As yeah, you well and, and actually the Bengals and Eagles already tied this year. But good news for DeMichael Harris, yeah, uh, former Southern Miss undrafted. Him. Yeah, free agent for Southern Miss. Uh, came up, was called up off the practice squad for the Indianapolis Colts. Had four receptions in that game yesterday against uh, the aforementioned Cincinnati Bengals. And, and of course, Mike Thomas. Is, was on the other side of the, the line of scrimmage with the Cincinnati Bengals. So two Southern Miss guys getting to go against each other yesterday. Yeah. Cincinnati it, blowing a 21-point lead. Is Phillip Rivers, he's the quarterback of Indianapolis now, right? He is, that's right. Yeah, is he playing pretty well? Throwing a lot of picks, but of course yesterday he didn't. He looked great. <laughs> so when he's playing Cincinnati. Everybody looks good. <laughs> Everybody looks good when they play Cincinnati or the... Or the team formerly known in the past as the Redskins. All right, we'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Monday brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg. Located Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. Also go online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Look at their entire inventory. Pick out some cars to test drive and go see them. Let Toyota of Hattiesburg help you with your next vehicle purchase. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios. In Hattiesburg and Laurel, a couple news and notes, men's golf and women's golf uh, competing in a tournament uh, this week. The men are at the First Tee Little Rock Invitational today and tomorrow, playing 36 holes today and 18 more 
uh, tomorrow. Ladies are back in the state of Mississippi. They're playing at the Alley at the Old Waverly Golf Club in West Point today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. So good luck to our golf teams as they're on the road. Head coach Joy Lee McNellis of women's basketball beginning her 17th season. Ladies begin practice and have just started practice over the weekend uh, on Saturday with their first official practice. Uh, guys, going back to um, Liberty, 5-0 and on the year. And one of the things that uh, Coach Tony Pecoraro, the defensive coordinator, talked today is uh, about their quarterback. And I think this is where... Um, this is going to be the biggest issue for the Golden Eagles. Malik Ellis is a junior, 6'1", 215 from Atlanta. Uh, he is having a, a really good year. He's thrown for almost 800 yards, and rushing-wise, uh, he, he's been pretty good, too. He, first game of the year against Western Kentucky, almost rushed for 200 yards. He's uh, over 300 yards rushing this past weekend against ACC opponent uh, Syracuse, he had a roughly around 240 yards uh, total passing and rushing. And you look at what uh, Liberty has done on the year. They beat Western Kentucky. They beat FIU, so they're 2-0 in Conference USA. Uh, they beat Louisiana Monroe in the Sun Belt really good. And then on the road up in Syracuse, uh, they beat the Orangemen. So uh, it's going to be a week where uh, the, the Nasty Bunch is going to – sorry for using that term. I apologize. No, no, the no, defense no. Yeah. for Southern Miss uh, is going to have to find a way to contain Malik Ellis. And, and I know, Bob, you watched some of that game uh, or Saturday. Liberty's got some, some real athletes on that side of the ball. And, and on the defensive side of the ball, they, they're really big up front. And it's just amazing what Hugh Freeze does. I want to clarify, Hugh Freeze played college baseball, not at Southern Miss. We, we said that going off the air. Freeze actually played, I believe, at Northeast, or Northwest Mississippi, uh, originally from Oxford. So he was a college baseball player in junior college. But he won eight games last year, and he's already won five this year and probably will win seven or eight. And, Bob, you watched them play Saturday. they got good athletes. They're dynamic, man. Their offense is really dynamic. Their quarterback is really athletic. And you're right, they play defense, too, and they're extremely well coached. And this could come as no surprise to anybody, but – you watch them play offensively, and it reminds you a lot of the Ole Miss teams that Hugh Freeze had. And whether you like or love or hate Ole Miss, Hugh Freeze was really successful there, and he's just taken that success to Liberty, which to me is even even a more remarkable job on his part. Because with all due respect to Liberty, they're not gonna you wouldn't think get the type of athletes that Ole Miss is going to be able to recruit. And and hell, he heck, he's just beating everybody he plays. I think the best description I have I have heard, uh, and the, the shortest, most accurate description of Liberty I've heard is that they are BYU East. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, very, very similar. You know, not necessarily their their skill people aren't necessarily huge guys, but they're quick, they're fast, they're smart, and they tend to. Be, they're a little bit older. You know, chronologically, some of these guys are you know in their early, early to mid twenties, where some of the you know. Other athletes aren't, but um, yeah, the Eagles, uh, and especially we talked about developing some consistency, and with the Eagles not having been able to hit on anybody uh, except each other when they even got that opportunity, it's just a whole lot different, and you can't dispute the fact that the Flames have got it rolling when you go up to the Carrier Dome and beat Syracuse like a drum. Yeah, no question. And am I not correct about this, Luke? Didn't Liberty knock Ole Miss 
or state won? Maybe it was Mississippi State out of the NCAA basketball tournament just a year or so ago. I believe I'm I right no about idea. that. I'm still I'm still mad at uh, the NCAA for uh, canceling it on the fly in in March. So yeah, I'll look it up yeah, for you. Yeah. Uh, we were going to have uh, former basketball coach Donnie Tindall on the show today, and uh, we had to reschedule that to Thursday uh, due to some technical issues. But we're we're good with that on Thursday, right, Kelly? Yes, sir. We're all set. He's uh, he's looking forward to being on the program. Still has uh, quite a few friends here in the Hattiesburg area, and if you don't know what he's doing now, he's all he's not all that far away, and we'll fill in a lot of those blanks on. Mm-hmm. on uh, Thursday's program. And what a great interview last Friday with our current basketball coach. Hey, he, I got to tell you something, Kelly. Coach Ladner had me and Luke ready to run through the plate glass windows at the front of the radio stations. The guy's just a motivator, man. He just gets you excited. And I hope so bad that this daggum virus will get out of the way where we can all really enjoy uh, what they're doing with the basketball program. Yeah, I, I hope so too. And and he actually, you know, he, he's talked about how Donnie Tindall kind of started that that uh, circle of getting people excited, going out into the community, shaking hands, and revitalizing the fan base. And that's one of the things he certainly wants to get accomplished. All right, did you find it, Luke? March twenty second, two thousand nineteen. Number twelve seed Liberty eighty. Number five seed Mississippi State seventy six in the East Region first round game of March Madness last year. Kelly, isn't it amazing how our research department is so efficient? It's stunning. It's our, stunning. our crack staff. Well, they're so highly paid. They oh, yeah. I mean, we expect <laughs> results when you get money like they do. All right. We're back on the air tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We hope you'll join us in. We always enjoy our conversations with you. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.